last time we called a Super Bowl, Al, remember? Ahmad Bradshaw. Do you let him score? Yep. Do you put the ball back in the hands of Tom Brady? And I guarantee you, Bill Belichick is sitting here thinking about it right now. It's on his mind. It has to be. Do you bleed the clock all the way down? They're bleeding it right down, down to half a minute. Second and goal. Baldwin sets up on the left. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. All right, welcome to Bigger Than the Game with Jeremy and Jose. I'm Jeremy Dove. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the hardest working man in show business, Mr. Jose Ruiz. What's going on, man? What's going on, Jeremy, man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm pumped for this one, man. This is going to be good because this is a uh, this is one I've been waiting to talk about for a long time on this show, and okay. you know when this episode drops February first, that'll be the nine year anniversary of Super Bowl Forty Nine, the Marshawn Lynch game. That's what it's pretty much known as, like the Marshawn Lynch game or the Malcolm Butler game. No, well, um, I think people go to the like the Lynch day. I think it should be Malcolm Butler, but people yeah. go to uh Marshawn, I think. Yeah, like, no. Not I, getting that ball. Right. And, and and as we should. And I think 97% of America was probably asking that question too. Um No, it's a first of all, it's a great game. Um it's a great Super Bowl, one of the most classic endings, uh, most controversial endings of Super Bowl history, whatever you want to call it, man. Two great teams, you know, two I mean, we, it's New England, right? Like, you know, we were talking about the Patriots here. We're talking about that Seattle Seahawks team that, you know, was on a really good run at that point in time, especially defensively, man. So a lot to unpack here, Jeremy, man. A lot of great players in this game, man. I can't wait to do it. So let me ask you, Jose, do, do you remember the first Super Bowl that, like, you watch? Like, the, clearly in your mind going back, what's the first Super Bowl, like, you remember? Oh, man. I think the one, uh, like, really invested in it or just, like, that so you can re- like, like, you remember, like, it's not, like, foggy. It's, like, you remember, like, the game, like, watching I remember, the game. I remember parts of when I was a kid, like, that Denver 49, I forget the Super Bowl, Denver 49ers, when the 49ers blew them out. Is that Super Bowl 24? I think so, yeah. I remember bits and pieces of that. The first Super Bowl that I really like sat down, wanted to watch from like early in the morning was probably Super Bowl 20, 30, no, 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 35. Yeah, the Bills and Giants. Super Bowl 25. 25, 25, 25. Okay. That's so the that... first one I, I, I knew I was watching. Right, which is a great game. Amazing game. So Super Bowl 25, I, I go a little bit, I'm – more of Super Bowl 29. I'm a little behind you. Super Bowl 29 was the first one I remember. Like you said, that whole one to watch. I mean, it was a blowout. Yeah. It was the Niners Chargers. So okay. it was a blowout, blowout but that was yeah. my first time being like, oh, the Super Bowl and really like getting it. So a little bit behind you on that. But I got to ask you then, and, we, you know, we can definitely, there was great Super Bowls before, you know, Super Bowl 25. But is this the best Super Bowl you watch, Super Bowl 49? No, 25, to me, it's going to be hard to beat 25 for me, but this is up there. This is 
top five for me for sure. Um, this was this was a great this was a great game, a great great game. Giants New England, the first one was great game, you know, with David Tyree and that was great. Super Bowl to watch, um, but not nah, for me. Super Bowl twenty five is 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 my top one. And I I I think that I think this is number one for me. Okay. Super Bowl forty nine, but twenty five. I didn't watch it live, but I've seen the game a million right. times. And we did it one of our early episodes on Super Bowl twenty five. Check the archives. Check them. So Super Bowl. I think this game is the closest comparison. Yes, Super oh, Bowl yes. twenty five. Yes. Of so many levels, and I, I think because of what happened at the end, the game gets overshadowed. But this, to me, was the closest to a heavyweight fight, and that's what Super Bowl Twenty Five had, where it was just a knockout blow, back and forth. Who can who can last the longest, take the other team's best shot, and that's what I think. That's why I just I love this game. This is the best Super Bowl that I've watched in my lifetime. Super Bowl Forty Nine so far. Yeah, it's it's a great one, man. It's it's a hundred percent a great one. Even just like, you know, if you haven't watched the game, even if you look at just the highlights, it's like the highlights of the game just it covers so much, man. And you know, we'll we'll definitely dive into this game obviously in a little bit. But you know, it started off slow, and then that second quarter came in, and it just picked up, man. And both offenses really, you know, started to take off, and it was just like some good hitting there, man. Great, like I said earlier. Excuse me, great players, man, Hall of Fame players on both sides of the ball for both teams, man. It, it was just, it was a really exciting game. I couldn't watch, I couldn't wait to watch this game either because, again, we saw what Seattle did the year before to Denver, you know what I mean, and that great defense and, and that performance. And I, I just couldn't wait for them to, to play Tom Brady in that big stage and see what they were going to be able to do. And, and again, it, it was not disappointing. So let me ask you, what makes a great game for you? It could be a few things, man. Like, I think obviously the game has to be back and forth, right? Like, it has to be a few lead changes in there. And it has to be, you know, again, like, and I don't mean like just at the end of the game. I mean, like, throughout, like, you know, adjustments made at halftime. Like, you know, both teams come out in the third quarter to do this and do that. Like, I, I think for me, it has to have a bunch of lead changes. Um, I think also it's it's really easy to go with like, oh, the underdog playing like the champion and, you know, I, I that's great. I love watching those games. I think everybody likes watching those games, but I love watching two great teams play each other and and look and I'm I mean obviously we're both probably the same way there. I mean if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the same way as well. And I just like watching like schemes and and great coaches because this you know both coaches I think head coaches were great as well. Um, obviously in this game and I just think two really great teams going at it doing what they do best, each of them, and seeing who can come out on top, I think for me that, that makes a great game at any time. No, what I about, agree with you. What about I, you, Devin? Yeah. I agree, and that's why I think this game is better than the, the Patriot-Falcon game. That's because, I mean, yeah. a, a great comeback can make it a great game, but if I, if you're looking at what I want the close back and forth, that'll always top a great comeback, in my opinion. And I and I think that's why this game is is – over that game. In my opinion, this is the best game of the 2010s in the NFL. And I think it's the most important game because I really do feel like these teams at this point who won this, they were fighting for who will be the team of the decade. Right. Right. And I, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I think, 
and we saw what happened after this game, right? And, it, you know, obviously we were looking back at it 10, almost nine years later, right? Like we saw what happened with these teams and uh, one team continued to ascend and the other team, that last play just broke the Seahawks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, we'll, again, we'll get into all of that, but yeah, it's just, if, if the Seahawks win this game, man, it's, it's, history is a lot different in, in, in NFL and, and I don't think it was stopping there either with that team. So I, I just, yeah, this game, yeah, the Falcons Patriots game was great, but again, a big comeback like that means one team collapsed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's not like great to me. Like I, I need to see, again, you talked about those heavyweight blows going back and forth, man. I, I need to see that. What makes a great fight, right? Like the same thing. If you want to use that analogy, it's like two boxes going at it, throwing punches at each other, hitting each other, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a couple knockdowns each. That's a great fight. This is what the equivalent of a great fight is in, in, in terms of like the NFL play. No, and I, and I think you're right. And I think that's this is probably I know the eras are different. You know, you know, it's 2015 compared to well, the 2014 season, 14 but the season, yeah. year 2015 compared to the 90 season and the game played in 91. So two different times, but. Only with the Super Bowl twenty five Buffalo, and we know that was a great game plan. The time of possession difference was just so yeah, yeah. so big that you didn't get a chance to see like Buffalo's offense much, which was by design by the Giants, you know, and Parcells and those coaches. So great job by them. But I think what I would give Super Bowl twenty five an edge on though, um, no no turnovers in that game, right? Which right. is impressive like that that's a yeah. clean game yeah yeah in a big stage like that it's that's hard to do you know and again the Giants playing with a backup quarterback and you know you just talked about time of possession and all the time of possession they had you know and it, it, there's bound to be some mistake some tip ball something that happened and, and that did not you know what I mean like so that's again that's just great coaching right like I think that's on both sides of that that game as well and so there's no, for me, there's no coincidence that that game was played so clean. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, it was interesting though, when you look at it, because it's easy in hindsight. Now we look at Tom Brady and those Patriots and he's the goat and he's anointed. Right. But if people forget, you got to go back all these years. There's a 10 year gap at this point yep. between the last time the Patriots had won Super Bowls and you know they had the like you mentioned, and you know the the Super Bowl was at forty two, with uh, the Tyree catch and them losing that game, and that four years later they lose again to the Giants with the Manningham catch. So people were wondering, is Tom Brady, you know, are they not going to win? Is the dynasty quote unquote over? Yeah. And people may be surprised by we know what happened later in the twenty tens, but that was a big talk throughout this, these years for them. You know, they had that tough loss. The Ravens bounced them out a couple times in the playoffs. The Jets went in there, you know, the can't yeah. wait game. Yeah. So people were kind of wondering, can Brady and Belichick, can they win another title? Or with those three, you know, in 01, 03, and 04, that was it for them. Right. And then you add on Spygate, you add on all of that stuff. And now people are really starting to like, I remember having those conversations like, man, like were these dudes cheating and winning those Super Bowls? Is that the only reason now they got caught and now they haven't won anything since, you know, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? How great are these guys is, you know, how great is Tom Brady? 
you know, three Super Bowls. There's a few quarterbacks with three Super Bowl wins. So we weren't looking at Brady as the GOAT at this point yet. You know, and then again, they were going up against this other team who was that up and coming. You know, they're the Super Bowl champions from the year before. Like if they lose another one, and it's almost like that LeBron conversation now at this point. Like if Brady was to lose another one, man, like, you know, um, that, that's something going on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I always look at this, like this Patriot dynasty as well. Like I felt like the first half of it was more like, was more to me, like Belichick. And I, I people argue this. I know Brady's fans are going to argue this, and that's 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 fine, man. But you know, I think that first half of that dynasty was more Belichick defense. You know, Tom Brady was a game manager at that point. You know what I mean? Like making all the right throws and dinking and dunking down the field. Like now, I think that has shifted to where the Patriots more are more of like an offensive team. They still have a good defense. You know, they got Revis. They have a bunch of guys out there, but. I think the shift came now. The shift is like this is Tom Brady's team, not like Brady's like a game manager. He's the superstar MVP. He the MVP I think of this season. So it's 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 definitely shifted. And I was like, all right, is that a good thing or is it better that they were better defensively and just him being the game manager? All that talk for me was going on. No, I think definitely. Oh, one, he was game manager. That was definitely it. I, I felt oh three and oh four. It was more him. It was more he not like if it, it was still more balanced. He definitely was the man for the the second dynasty, the dynasty in the twenty tens. You he was the guy, right? And there's a big difference. He's much better in the twenty tens than he is in the two thousands. But I felt he had overcome he wasn't the a scrub. You know what I'm he, saying? I'm not calling him a scrub. No, I know, but. I know. I think for me, he overcame the game manager winning in 03 and then definitely oh four. Where oh one, he was definitely. You know, game manager. He was clutch, but he definitely was he was clutch, a, yeah. he was a game manager definitely for that first one. Um, but I don't think you're off. I don't think I mean, people people probably would debate you. Some would, some would totally agree with you. I think it's it's a good conversation, like because there's definitely a big gap, a big difference in what he was at this point. Yeah. You know, as a quarterback compared to 2002. You know, right, right, and, and that's fine. You know, I was his third year in the league, so he's he's gonna grow and get better but no i i think it's it's interesting and you mentioned spygate you know uh, a a big part you know the, these playoffs were very underrated how great of a postseason this year was yeah because you look at the nfc was crazy the yeah. wild card remember it was like first you had the wild card with detroit at dallas and there was a botch call at the end and dallas wins that wild card game you go to divisional, you got Dallas at Green Bay, and that's the infamous yeah, Des Bryant nice. catch. And then the championship game, Green Bay at Seattle, you get the whole Seattle with that crazy comeback and yep. and all those things. So that's the NFC. The AFC was impressive with um, New England coming back against Baltimore twice being down twice. 14. Yep. Which that that's the game I love to do. That, that's such a great game itself. That's a great game. Yep. That was a great game. Yeah, great comeback. Yeah. Patriots had that. They were coming, man, for this season. You know what I mean? Like, they had a couple comebacks. And even throughout the season, man, they 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 were definitely – they were they were playing, man. They had Grunk back this year. Like, he was injured the year before that. So, you know, that, that Baltimore game, though, was, was a great one. So, that was – but then the championship game was the infamous deflate gate. So, yep. it's funny you mentioned Spygate, but another gate – yeah. Still 
winds up following them and, and what maybe was like one of the most bizarre Super Bowl week, like that two weeks between the Super Bowl I've ever seen with Bill Belichick going down like a day early and given like, <laughs> it's almost like he was Joe Pesci and like my cousin Vinny having yeah. to like defend like his team. And it was like so weird, but like that, that deflate gate still followed. And I remember thinking how ridiculous I, I that one, I Spygate was not ridiculous no, to me. That was real. <laughs> that was real. And that was like, that was serious. Like, Oh, yeah. what's going on here? Like that was like legit questioning this dynasty. Like how much yeah. did you cheat? The yeah. flight gate I felt was a joke. Yeah, that was that was dumb. Like that was really dumb. And I mean, you can argue that, and people were trying to argue that that it helped him throw the ball, like help their receivers catch the ball a little better. Like, but whatever, man. Like that's the Spygate thing. I agree. I think that was like, whoa, like that's very serious. And you know, if proven, like they should be stripped and stuff like that. Like that was kind of where I was at with that. And um. But yeah, the flake gate to me was never, never a real thing. It was just more to poke that dynasty a little bit and poke at the best player in the league. Do you think? What I, I kind of do you think that this game? Do, a, do you think this game is overlooked as a game? I mean, the ending is not. The ending is talked about a lot, but. I think the game itself is absolutely because, you know, I think the ending and the controversy with Seattle, what they did not do, I think overshadows it, how great this game was and how how back and forth it was. But, yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely underrated. So I wanted to ask you because you kind of were bringing up great points with, like, the LeBron-Jordan thing going into this game. People were because the talk was Brady gets four, he's tying Montana. Yep. But it was very similar. Like you're right. Like you hear LeBron, like with people with Jordan, LeBron, people on MJ side. Well, he never lost the finals. LeBron did, and you were kind of hearing that. Well, Brady wins four. Montana was four and zero. Oh, Brady's got two losses. All those yeah. things. I I'm kind of just wondering the next year that or the next time, not the next year, but the next time they go. That's that great comeback, and that kind of capped off Brady's – he's the GOAT, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that game or the ending overshadows this game more? I think – I think uh, – uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I do – I do personally think that a lot of people go to that <clears throat> Falcons game as a better game than this game. One hundred percent, I I do, um, but I still think this ending. If if, if save, you know, and again, we'll get to the fourth quarter and all of that. But you know, say Seattle runs it in, you know what I mean, like and and ends the game pretty much at that point. It was like twenty something seconds left. It's a great another because that's another lead change, and they came down and they champ, Super Bowl champs. They drove down the field and Russell Wilson this and that like. And then you had that curse, amazing catch. That catch is remembered a whole lot more, you know what I mean, than what it is now that it's like almost forgotten about. And until you watch the game, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. Like that catch is it's a crazy catch, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think all of that gets elevated more compared to like since they lost. It does not. It's all about Malcolm Butler. And then it's about like the decision they made. So. No, I think if they if they win that game, Seattle, I think I think the game gets talked about more. But I think that Atlanta, that Atlanta Falcons doesn't help this game. 
because that Super Bowl, people always go to that one. As like because like you said, that put him over the top. That put him over Montana. In my eyes, it's too. Like I was like, all right, like this dude's the shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's over. It's yeah, over. Yeah. No, I, I thought I I think if you look at like someone's finest hour, their finest moment, that's Tom Brady's finest. And I, you know, if you like, what's Tom Brady's greatest game? I'm not going by the stats or what no. his QBR was. I'm just talking about what was his like goat game. Uh, it's it's that game against the Falcons. That was when I was like. He's he's in that MJ, yep. Babe Ruth, Ali. He's in. A, I'm like this guy is just he's got something different. There's something different about number twelve. So which is true and amazing, but I just feel like man that ending and both of them. And I do. I would say here your points. I agree with you. It's the ending, you know, that overshadows it a little bit more. But I feel like what happened next because then it was like that game cemented Brady, no doubt about it. This game, I think. There were still people poking holes. Right, right, right. No, that's a that's a fair point because again, now you're tied with Montana, but still, like you said earlier, Montana was four and zero. You're four and two. You know, yeah, you got to a couple more, but he never lost that. And then you're like, oh, you just came back from, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. from thirty one fourteen or whatever it was. And okay, like we get it. You're you're the shit. Like enough said, man. I um. Something I wanted to ask you because it's a game. I love this game. I've watched it, but you know, getting ready for this episode, um, I I just was curious, you know, because you see n- this guy number eleven, Julian Edelman. He's everywhere now. He's on TV. Uh. He's a good personality. <laughs> I, I I don't, you know, I I like his uh games with names podcast. Like yeah. uh, he he's doing pretty. I didn't like first season. I'm like, it's kind of disappointing. He got rid of the comedian. It's just him. He's got some good. I've been watching it this year. He's doing a lot better. So I'm like, all right, Jules, you're 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 learning, buddy. You're learning. Yeah. But there's been like some surprising talks over the years that I was kind of like, what? Like yeah. about Julian Edelman for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now I, I will say this though, Jose. I knew he won Super Bowl MVP against the Rams. I knew he had the great catch against the Falcons. Right. I almost think like he gets market corrected because man, he was just so clutch though in this game. Like he is just a tough performance, and I'm just saying, is it crazy for people to bring this up? Because I mean, he is a clutch like he's an all time clutch performer in this game. Like not just in this game, but in football. Like, is it crazy for people to talk about Julian Edelman? Like, bring his name up for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Now, <clears throat> he he was clutch. Like, and he was a great player. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not not taking anything away from him. Like, he was a great player. <clears throat> but I just think he has to do that for a longer period of time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, <clears throat> excuse me, injuries cut his career short or like a, you know, Terrell Davis type of thing or like, you know, players like that where it's like, all right, like we got to now really look at it because this dude can't play anymore. But I don't know. To me, no. Like, you know, I can think of a few other players that I would – wide receivers I would definitely put in way before Julian Edelman. But I, I, I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I do, to your point, Jeremy, like I do get why people can consider that because people see playoff performances like that and they're just like, man, like this dude, he's got to be up there. But – I I I don't see that. Like I, I just don't. 
I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I really don't. I do think there's sometimes because now we're so it, it's interesting because now we're so into stats and like stats yeah. are so big that if you were a guy who's on a team, if you're in a skill position and you do you make great plays, but for the good of the team, you don't get those big stats. But you're a great player, you you know, all those things. Like, would we as a society be able to tell the difference now? And I do wonder that. And I'm not saying Julian Edelman necessarily is that guy. But I just think now, especially in a position like wide receiver, where now we're going to be like how many, you know, 1,500 yards, you know, 10 mm-hmm. touchdown seasons did he have to be a Hall of Famer? Where it's like, well, if you played in a run offense or an offense that was more, you know, quick passes, but – you know, you were an eleven hundred or twelve hundred yard receiver with seven touchdowns, but you were clutch. You did. You were all around. You blocked. Julian Edelman was a punt returner. You did yeah, all these things. Pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I'm not saying he's the guy. I just fear that as people who you know, like us who probably listen to this podcast, love talking Hall of Fame, who's great. Will we be able to see beyond the stats for someone who doesn't have the greatest stats in today's game? I mean, I, I can definitely do that, but your stats have to be at least in the stratosphere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a Hall of Fame worthiness, you know, and he's just not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, he's way short. Like, you know, he's got career 36 receiving touchdowns. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. that's... That's tough. I, I, I happen to agree with you. Like I do. I just think I, I was so impressed with like man, just how tough and like he was yeah. great in that Baltimore game. Like Oh yes. I was gonna say that Baltimore game, he really stood out. Like he, he just made a lot of great plays and he was a clutch performer in so many games. And I just think like I think we do a good job of looking backwards right, right. and being like, you can't go by the stats. So don't look at Lynn Swan's stats. Don't look at John. Don't look at Drew Peart. Look at what he did outside of blah, blah, blah. And which is right. But I think like, could we do that now? Cause there's good. There's still going to be instances of guys who don't have the jumpy stats, but man, you know how important, how valuable they were to a team. And it's like, if they would have went to a team that wasn't as good, but they threw the ball more, their offense was explosive, they would have had great numbers too. Yeah. No, I think – and I think it is easier to do that for the guys who played back in the day. You know what I mean? Like to your point earlier, like the you know a more run-heavy style of play and just do still put up some decent numbers, but not nothing compared to like what these guys are doing today or even in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? But – I just think he is in this system today. You know what I'm saying? He and he's in a pass heavy, you know, the Patriots. I, I know they, you know, at this, you know, especially this year with LeGarrette Blunt and a bunch of running other 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 running backs that they had. They were, you know, a pass first team, especially with guys like, you know, Edelman and Welker, where they were hitting those like five or six yard routes and like those little short thinking dunk passes that he caught a lot of balls, you know what I mean? But he was still playing in this system, well, in this era where it was still first. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not saying New England was, but for a while there they were. They would pass first. They would run the ball a little bit. He just, I don't know. It just He, he sticks out in these big-time games, which I appreciate. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, a guy that 
I can even compare him to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, career-wise. And what about Heinz Ward? That's a good comparison. Yeah, that's a, I, I, But I still think Heinz, like, there's been periods of time in Heinz Ward's career where I'm like, yeah, this, this dude is, like, one of the best receivers in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never felt that way about Julian Elliman. You know? No, I, I hear you. I just think because you look at it like Heinz, he's not getting in, I think. Right. For like the wrong, like that same thing. He was they run offense, and because of the era he played in, and other guys have big gaudy numbers. Heinz Ward's being penalized, but I do agree with you. There were times I was like, Heinz Ward's one of the best receivers in football. So no, I just think it's amazing because um, I, and I, for everyone listening, I do agree with Jose. I I don't think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, but I think he needs to be talked about because. He takes a hit from Cam Chancellor, and not only is he clutching this game, getting over 100 yards, he gets to go-ahead touchdown. I feel like he's concussed, which is not good, you know, because yeah. he's wobbly getting up after a few, but he's still in there. Just so That's what got me, and I remember watching this live and seeing that hit because Cam Chancellor, and we, we talked about the Legion of Boom in the past episode. Check the archives. Check them. But talk about a guy who, like, laid, laid down the – it was late wood. Cam Chancellor just did for a long time. <laughs> for a long time, man. He just was knocking people out. It was laying wood there. I mean, he, laid, right. he laid that wood. <laughs> but, um, yeah, even, like, his greatness was on full force, on full display, man, these playoffs. And he had, like, that, so what I call the, cham- the Cam Chancellor game. You know what I mean? The, the NFC Championship. Or against the, no, I'm sorry. When he played uh, Carolina and he had, the, when he jumped over the, the, the offensive line, defensive line to block the kicks. And, you know, he had that pick six against Cam Newton for like 90-something yards. Man, he's he was such a great player, man. And, I, again, like I know you talked about we had an episode before. We You know, we definitely dove in on the Legion of Boom. But, man, like he's – he and Edelman, he's probably like got like five inches on – probably six inches on Edelman and like 40, 50 pounds on him like – and he smacked them, man. And, you know, I give Edelman a lot of credit, man, for even continuing to play in that game because he took a vicious hit. And got up and balled. And I think that's right. what that's what made this game fun for me going into it. It was like, man, we're going to have Rob Gronkowski. Cam Chancellor's going to be covering Gronk. Right. And it's like that's a safety who can. It's like, you know he's strong. You know he can hit. And, like, Gronk's like 6'6", Cam's like 6'3", and can move. So it's like, that's a damn good matchup. Like, you just had these little matchups. Like, man, the Patriots O-line, there's no, like, star O-lineman. But as a unit, they're good. How are you going to do against that front with Michael Bennett and Bruce Irvin and all that? It was all these, like, combinations. You know, the Patriots D going up against Marshawn. It was just like, I love it, like, that hyped-up heavyweight fight that you just couldn't wait for. Yeah, it was, again, it was so many intriguing matchups. And like we talked about, you know, opening of the episode, so many great players, so many great players, man. And, you know, I was watching, doing a little bit of research right for this episode. And one thing that I forget, man, and and it really stood out for me watching this, man, like watching a bunch of this stuff, man. It's just like, man, Grunk was good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Grunk was, was an amazing player and he gets on my nerves and, you know, like I talk a lot of shit on Gronk because he's got the like dumb, like the, um, the, the dumb jock thing going, and he's terrible on NFL on Fox. Like, but <laughs> I can I can keep going and going and going. But that dude, man, he he was 
he was an amazing, amazing player, man. Such a crazy matchup, just such a mismatch for most teams. And, you know, he obviously he was the best tight end in the league at this point right now. This is Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's rookie season, so that was going to change in a couple of years. But, man, the Gronk was, was amazing, dude. Like, he was so, so good. And, again, I think sometimes I forget how great he was and how much of a matchup problem he was for defenses. But you're right there. I mean, like, the Seattle defense, that was not going to be the case, man. These guys can throw two all-pro safeties at you, and they, they, they can cover and hit you, and they both were able to do that against Gronk this game. Is Gronk the best tight end ever? No, I think Kelsey got that for me already. Kelsey over – oh, so Tony Gonzalez is just out of it now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> The shit Kelsey does, dude. Like, I'm I'm sorry, man. Like, and I'm not this guy that's like like recency bias. I I am not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but and I love Tony Gonzalez, you know, just from uh for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, but um, <laughs> you know, he I don't know, man. I, I Kelsey's putting up crazy numbers, man. Thousand yard seasons over and over and over again. And uh, he's at the by the time he's done, he's he's gonna be number one. I think it's gonna be only thing I give Gronk, Gronk a block like amazing, right, right. Yeah. So that that's where I'm I'm kind of torn with it. How just great Gronk? They both had great quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, the only thing I might is that Gronk got hurt, you know. Yeah. And that that could put Kelsey over the edge, but I think right now they're already they're one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest tight ends. Ever. Yeah, I I like, couldn't I wouldn't debate somebody if they say Gronk like I not at all like I just think. But just watching, man, and again, he was hurt the year before, <clears throat> so he's coming back, and people are wondering how he's going to be, you know, if he's going to be the same Gronk and stuff like that. And early on in the season, you know, the people were questioning that, like maybe his speed may not be where it used to be, but it took a couple games, man, and he was right back to being what what what, what Gronk does, man. Well, I, I'll be honest, um, that was in 2011 when they lost to the Giants, the Manningham catch, Gronk was really – hurt for that Super Bowl, yeah, really couldn't yeah. do anything. And that 2011, that was Gronk's breakout year. He had like 17 touchdowns. Yeah. I felt if Gronk was any, you know, anywhere near healthy, the Patriots win that game. And not to not take away, you know, I hate the Giants, not to take away from the Giants. They won that game. But I do, I think about that like, man, if Gronk is really healthy out there, because it was obvious he wasn't. A lot of people thought he shouldn't have played. A lot of people yeah, thought he, he was wasn't going to play. If he's anywhere near healthy, I, I think the Patriots win that game. Yeah, he he was he was great, man. He he was a great player. And again, I was just watching a bunch of stuff, and I was like, man, like just over and over and over and over again, game in and game out, he was making big plays. He had like four catches for like ninety eight yards, maybe a touchdown, like showing some crazy blocks down the field. Man, he was just all over the place. Such, such a tough dude to tackle, too, man. You know what I mean? Like it's just. And that was Manning. I mean, man, I'm Manning. Oh, that was Brady's guy. You know what I'm saying? And um, Brady definitely looked for Gronk, especially that seam route up the middle, man. It's a great play for them. That made up for the Randy Moss stuff because they had right. one year together. Brady Moss, it was a magical year. But it was like he doesn't really – who was that great receiver? Rob Gronkowski comes, and he couldn't say that about Brady anymore because right. he had the ultimate tight end out there, the ultimate like receiver. So that that's you know that combo Brady Gronkowski is one of the great, just like now Mahomes to Kelsey is one of the yeah. great combos. Montana to Rice, like we've heard him before. Like uh, this, this is there though. Like 
Manning and Harrison, you know, I'll fill in the Manning line for you. Yeah, so like, you. Since, since we have all that, like Brady to Gronk was such a great uh, combination to see. And, and they, they, in the 2010s, I love seeing those guys do what they did. Yeah. And I think, I, I think just watch, watching the, the playoffs, right. And, um, watching one of those, I think when the Chiefs were playing the Bills, maybe they had, they showed, they put up some stats and, and they were saying how is Mahomes and Kelsey are tied with Brady and Gronk for like career touchdowns in the playoffs for like 15 or something. They like passed that. them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was something crazy like that. And I'm like, man, but they did it in such, Fewer seasons, you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 an incredible combination. But having that dynamic tight end as opposed to like a great wide receiver, I'd rather have the tight end and Edelman and somebody else. Like you know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of like Moss and like nothing else, you know. Not that they didn't have they had Walker too, but you know, I, I'd rather have that tight end ma- mismatch because you can do so much from there, so much. Absolutely, and, and when we look at this game, I do think it's just amazing. The back and forth, and even you—you you can look at the first quarter and see it where Brady is moving the ball against this Legion of Boom defense. Yeah. But they get that pick you know, on that yeah. first drive. Jeremy Lane gets the pick; he gets hurt on the play. Broke his but wrist, man. Broke his wrist. Got his first interception. And broke his wrist. Out for the rest of the Super Bowl. But you know, I think that needs to be talked about. Is just. When you go two weeks earlier, you have a, a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who to me looked very. Every time he played Legion of Boom, he looked shook against that defense. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he had weapons around him too, but it, like he just looked like he had no answer. I, I just think Jose, even seeing that interception, Brady Rodgers, he does have two picks in this game, mm-hmm. but the way he was able to move the ball and pick apart this offense. I mean, this defense, even in the, the first half, I think was just impressive. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised by it because, again, the year before that, you know, Denver and Peyton Manning had this right. record, record-breaking record offense, and Seattle shut them down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, that's why I was mentioning it earlier. I wanted to see Brady in a big game, not in a regular season game, a big, huge game like the Super Bowl against that defense. I was excited for that, man. I couldn't wait to watch that. And, and even that pick that he threw – that was more on Brady, man. He threw it right to Lane. Like, he was just standing there, and he threw it right to him, and that was just a terrible, terrible read. I don't know if Brady didn't see him or whatever the case, man, but it was just a bad play by Brady, man. So it's not like, you know, again, he might have been confused, but what I'm trying to say, it's like it's not like, you know, he threw up a pass and Sherman got him or something like that. Like, no, it was just a bad throw by Brady, man. But I, right from the jump, I was very, really impressed, man, by how they came out. And we're moving the ball, and again, talk about Edelman and all that stuff. Like they had, they had the wide receivers that gave guys like Richard Sherman trouble. When it was like those quick, you know, little wide receivers, Sherman had a tough time with those guys. If you throw a Michael Crabtree at Sherman, where there's like some size, not as quick, he'll shut them down. You know what I'm saying? Like, but those Edelman guys always gave him trouble, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the Patriots, I knew. Not that they were going to move the ball like that, but I had a feeling they were going to do some things, like some positive things, more than what the what um, Denver was doing. Because Denver, for me, was like a more finesse team. Like the Patriots were, were could still punch you in the mouth with their offense. No, I I think you're absolutely right, and I think uh, those those are kind of the things that separate Brady, you know, from a Manning, which was just right. like you know you compared the the two Super Bowl like the year before, it seemed like. When that first, it was a bad way to start, but when they got that safety, he, it just, yeah. 
and and that's how I separated the two because it really is. People may look at seven rings versus two, and they 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 want to say it's not close. That's wrong. No. It's a very close debate between Brady and Manning. Yes, I think is. the difference was for me, and like you said, in this game you saw it. When things broke down, when things had to adjust, Tom Brady could do that. Peyton Manning struggled, it seemed. And this defense is not the kind of you better be able to adjust. Yeah. They're going to hit you in the mouth. They're going to yeah. break up your game plan. What are you going to do? Even like, and I know we're talking about the Super Bowl, but even the championship game, Baltimore beat the shit out of Brady, man. Like they were hitting him. He was sacked a bunch of times. Like, and you don't really see that. And then again, like we talked about those two Super Bowl losses to the Giants. What was the main reason why they lost the Super Bowls? Was Justin Tuck, Strahan, all those guys, human you were getting to them and hitting them. And that's the only way you can really beat these Patriots team was like getting to Brady. And that Baltimore team did it the game before that. And you knew, you know, you mentioned Bennett and you talked about a couple other guys, Cliff Averill, like, you know, those guys were going to get there. But how was Brady going to react? And I just, I agree always, like historically, I would take, Brady's reaction, you know, to, to compare it to like a Peyton Manning. Again, we saw we saw what the Patriots did to Peyton Manning. Like did the same thing. They were hitting him, confusing him a little bit, and he looked I don't want to say pedestrian, man, but he did not look like a Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? He looked like, lost. He done exactly. He looked lost. Yep. No, I and and so I, I think it's interesting. They the Seahawks actually um did do like you said, they did a, a decent job on Gronk. Gronk does uh, he does get a a a twenty two yard touchdown. Yeah, in this game, which I you know, which was huge. But it, it's a back and forth when you just look at you know it, it's seven to seven, and then you know Gronk gets it makes it fourteen seven. But then it, it, I always laugh where they bring you know Chris Matthews out of nowhere winds up just becoming this hero. I thought it was like a Timmy Smith thing coming, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. I was like, it would have like, been. It would have been, yeah, because I was like, if this dude keeps it up, he's going to be MVP. He's going to be worldwide known, man. But, yeah, he comes in. He has a couple of amazing catches. And I remember watching that game and still having the same thought, which was like they picked him up in, like, November or December. He had, like, he had the ball thrown to him, like, one time yeah. during the season. But he's, like, a 6'4", like, long. He looks like a great – I'm like, how did how did y'all not play him, like, more? Right. Like – like the way I'm like, it was kind of one of those weird things, which is like, you're like, why wasn't he out on the field more for y'all then? Like, cause he just looked huge. It was just like, just grabbing the ball over guys and you know, and, and that was really huge for Seattle, you know, in, in this game, hitting up Chris Matthews. And it was kind of, I thought at this point, you talk about game manager, Russell Wilson is a game manager yes. at this point. Yes. But I looked at it like he's making plays with his arm as well as his legs. And he's, he's doing his thing here in this game. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Chris Matthews is the one who recovered that onside kick against Green Bay in the championship game. So he 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 was he was definitely getting his name known for a little bit, man. But yeah, Russell Wilson man has such a good year this year, man. And again, he was a game manager, but he threw for like thirty five hundred yards, rushed for like eight fifty, something like that, man. And he was this this Seattle offense struggled this struggled a lot this year. And he, you know, with his legs, man, he was definitely making a ton of plays for them and keeping them and keeping them in games and, and scoring a lot of touchdowns off of that. And they were doing a lot of RPL stuff, man. But this game, Russell Wilson came up throwing, man, and he was throwing the ball well. And, and we all know, I mean, obviously we're years and years into his career, but 
He can always throw the deep ball. He had a beautiful touch on that deep ball, man. And But in this game, again, he came out and he was making some passes. He, he was looking pretty good early on. Second and goal. They fake. The lob wide open. Touchdown, Doug Baldwin. No, you know, we look at it. Uh, the Seahawks wind up going up by 10 in the third. Which is funny until uh Yeah, I know. <laughs> a couple of years later it winds up being like uh that becomes the biggest comeback so yep. late with, with the Falcons and the Yeah, because at that point nobody had come back from a ten point deficit in yeah. the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl and the Patriots did. Which is why I, I thought about that's what made me ask about the Falcons earlier is because it was like oh yeah, he doesn't have to come back against the Falcons like that. Would this be talked about more? Right, you know, for a while, so like it just was like, huh? Because yeah, that it was looking like man, twenty four fourteen against that defense, against yeah. that defense, yeah, it, it was impressive. Um, I, you know, and for those you know listening on our YouTube page, we're going to rewatch the fourth quarter so you yeah. can see all all that. But you know, when Brady comes back, he hits Amendola to make Another it twenty one twenty four. No, 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 what what what's your thoughts on that? On Amendola? Yeah. I just, he's another one of those guys, man, that like, you know, he's a great punt returner. You know, I think he like led the Patriots, you know, in um, career punt return touchdowns or whatever it is. But he's just another one of those guys, man, another one of those tough guys that, you know, they always find. He's a little quick wide receivers that can get in and out of their routes pretty quick. You catch a four-yard pass, take it to like, have it like extend it to like 15 yards, you know, them yak yards, man. He was just another tough Good wide receiver, you know, and I know he went to other places and wasn't as good, but in this system, he played really well. He really did. He really, he better than what I thought he would. I remember him being on hard knocks for the Cowboys back in like 07, oh, 08. Yeah. And it was just like, he was one of those stories. Is he going to make the team? And then it's just like, man, you see Danny Amendola. Like, yeah, did he played for the Rams too or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like in two of the great Super Bowls of all time, he's, he's got. Clutch moments here, so yeah, you know it was big for him. But they, you know, they hit Amendola. You know, the defense comes up clutch, gets a stop, and then that's when they make that great drive. They give Tom Brady time. It's a clutch championship drive to wind up putting. You know, he hits Edelman for that go-ahead touchdown to make it twenty-eight twenty-four. Second and goal. Brady caught touchdown. Julian Edelman. Great, a great route by Edelman. That just amazing. That that like a choice route or whatever they call it, man. Option route. It was just, it was a great route, man. He was wide open, and Brady hit him, boom, right on stride, man. Beautiful play. Something that I remember watching some clips on for this game that NFL Films did, which was Belichick going up to Brady. I think right before like the the drive being like. If we don't beat ourselves, this defense isn't going to beat us. And he kind of like I think he was. I only was trying to take a shot at the Seattle defense, but he was saying like they're not playing discipline. They're just they're not playing lanes. They're just running upfield, blowing by you. And I was like, you know what? Listen to that. I go. He is right. Makes For sense, as great of a defense, they were playing very undisciplined in this game. In my yeah. opinion, did you kind of see that too a little yeah. bit? Yeah, because if you see, if again, if you want to rewatch this game, please do that. Um, there's a lot of times where Brady's like dropping back, and those 
and again, it's probably Averill and Bennett. Like they're just rushing up the field, and he's just stepping up and just hitting dudes right over the middle. Boom, 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 over and over and over again, rushing for a couple yards here and there. And it was just like they were, especially the D line, they were very undisciplined in like their lanes and stuff. And it's not like it's Russell Wilson where you have to like rush more to contain. It's Tom Brady. You don't think he's mm-hmm. gonna run. But still, you got to, like, try to keep them in the pocket somewhat. And they were not doing that. And, you know, they paid the price for it, obviously. No, I just thought it was interesting. And, like, obviously, Legion of Boom is a great sec- secondary, right? Make a point. It's Absolutely. the greatest secondary we've ever seen. And, right. and this defense is a great defense. But watching this game and and then putting that there, it kind of – I'm not going to say I'm, like, I totally, like, look down on the Legion of Boom D, but – I kind of knocked them a little bit because I'm like, as a great defense. I get that. You you know, we got to look at your offense didn't carry you in games when you lost. Like, you did your part. But I'm like, in the biggest game, and I know we, we're going to talk about the last play and what happened there, the defense really let them down, though, in yes. this game. Yes, yes, because the offense didn't, did enough, you know, mm-hmm. and the offense had them, gave them the lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, and obviously we know the defense played a part in that too, but we just talked about it. They were up 10 in the fourth quarter. And I'm so glad you brought this up there because I was thinking about this earlier too. And I was like, man, like, you know, we can really point at that last play again and we can look at what the all, but man, they gave up a 10 point lead. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not only did they give up a 10 point lead, but New England went up on them, Mm -hmm. you know, and that last drive, you said it was a great drive. They marched right down the field on this defense. And I don't know at that point if they were a little tired. I, I don't know what it was. But, yeah, this defense does need to get looked at a little bit because, again, like they they gave up a lot of – especially in the fourth quarter, they gave up a lot of yards, a lot of points. Again, the offense has to do what they do. But, you know, you can't just – all right, it was all on, you know, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson that last play. No, like they were down for a reason, and it was reason was this defense. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot to look at here. I'm looking at because we're gonna for those listening, we're gonna rewatch the fourth quarter on our YouTube channel. So we'll we're gonna go play by play in the fourth. But I guess when I'm looking at that that final Seahawks drive, the first question I gotta ask you is that crazy circus catch by Jermaine Curse, right? Russell in the pocket. Russell for Curse, and that's broken up again. And is it, but somehow, did he wind up with a football? I think Butler hit it, and it fell right back down to the ground. Unbelievable. That's exactly what happened, isn't it? Well, Curse goes for it. It's still not on the ground. It's still not on the ground. It's still, well, look at that. Oh, my, I can't believe he didn't get up and get in the end zone in time. And then Butler takes him out, so he breaks up the play. But at the end of the day, look at that. Does a juggling act. Hazard of the five first and goal. I don't even call it a catch. That ball just landed on him, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had no clue what was going on. Next thing you know, it was in his lap. And then he was like, 
it took him like a couple seconds, like, oh shit, let me get up. Like, and then by the time he got up, they got tackled out of bounds. Well, it was it's funny because Al Michaels did this. He's doing the Super Bowl with Chris Collinsworth. Yes. It reminded me of that Monday night game he did with Antonio Freeman, the Packers Vikings. Yes, yes, yes. You know, where he's like, Oh, and it dropped. Oh, he caught it. Like yes. and he, Freeman <laughs> runs it in, like because yes. Al Michaels was like, Oh, it is dropped, and it's like, Oh, what? He caught it. Yeah. You know, that yes. Al Michaels voice. Yeah. But let's say, just play hypothetical with me, right? Let's say, however you want to say they get in, whether it's Marshawn running it or if they do throw it in, Seahawks get the touchdown and they win the game. Where do you think Jermaine Curse's catch like ranks as far as like great Super Bowl moments? It's it top it's ten, top five. Like, what do you think? No, nah, it's not top five, but it's because it's almost it's not like a it's not like a Tyree catch. Well, Tyree had to like catch that. You know what I'm saying? Like he went up for it and. It that was, was very lucky too. It was, but he went up for it. You had a possible Hall of Fame safety trying to knock that ball out of your hands, and yes, he had it on his helmet. Yes, I get that, but <laughs> he still went up for the ball. This dude literally was like on the ground, and the ball just landed on him. Is it like a amazing play? Absolutely, man. And if they win that game, it's because of that play because that play got him in the red zone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like if right. it wasn't for that, it might have been third down. I don't. I can't even remember, but. That was a huge moment. That's a big play. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a big lucky catch. And again, you see this in Super Bowls and you know immediately, all right, this team is like, this is, this, this team is destined to win this game. That was my immediate thought when he caught that ball. I was like, yeah, this is Seattle's game. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're going to just score right here because stuff like that does not happen to losing teams. So if they win this game, we are 100% talking about that play a lot more because again, it was such a pivotal, pivotal moment. You think it gets a top ten? Like I, I say, think... top ten, not top five. I would okay. give it a top ten, yeah, for sure. I, I guess I, 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 was like, man, could that give the Tyree catch a run for its money if they if they would have scored? No, I couldn't do that. I, I just, I would I put think... it over the Manning Manningham catch. And that was a great, great throw Which and of catch. All, but of all three of them, who did like the most? Like who? His, his was the most impressive. Yeah, like <laughs> Which physical. Is funny. Like yeah, that, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like because his his was not like a luck. His was like skill. That was just like whoa, great Manningham. Catch. Yeah, like that, I think that gets overlooked a lot. Like that. The catch. throw, the throw was great too. Though. The throw was great. The throw was great. 100. percent Great throw. Eli probably his, his, probably throw. his best throw ever. Absolutely. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Eli was money on that one. Um, but I just – I wanted to see because I remember thinking like, oh, my goodness. And I remember in the moment thinking, which is weird because they had one three, but I go Tyree catch, Manningham catch, now Jermaine Curse. I go, you guys are like, this is just bad luck. You're yeah. cursed, man. Good point. Yeah, I didn't even put those three together. And like, yeah, that does happen, man. It's just like, oof. Which they're also playing that game. That's the same stadium where the Tyree catch happened yep. too. Yep. So then I'm just like, man, they're just so, so screwed. But you know, before we're, we're going to watch it, but I just want to, hey, do you, do you understand? Now we're we're nine years removed. Do you understand the play call before we watch it on our YouTube channel? Do you understand the play call? I still do not like. Still don't. I, I don't get why. I get why they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and his stories that have come out and 
a lot of these defensive players have talked about it. You know, it seemed like P. Carr wanted to like put Russell Wilson in the position to be the man. You know what I'm do saying? You, like, do you think they're saying that? You think that's truth to that, or that's just sour grapes? They're no, beat, I, I, I think there's a little truth to that. I, I do because I don't. I mean, the play prior to that. That curse catch, he, I think he went out of bounds like at the six-yard line, something like that maybe. <clears throat> that next play, they give it to Marshawn. He gains like five yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, And Marshawn had like 13 touchdowns this season, ran for like 1,300 yards. Like that was your guy. That was what you predicated your offense around. Like play action, RPO, all of that was based off of what Marshawn Lynch did that season. And like I, I just don't get it. Like I, I still, I don't understand why he called a pass on that play on the one yard line. With, and and I understand. I don't think they had. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember now. I'm not sure if they had timeout. I know New England had two timeouts, but I don't know if Seattle had any timeouts. And Seattle, I think maybe had one. <clears throat> then yeah, then you can't you can't call a pass there. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. But but it makes sense to me that you know. Pete Carroll's got this young guy. He wants to like elevate him and have him become like the leader of the team. Cause at that point he was not, you know, it was all those defensive guys, man. And Marshawn Lynch, you know, um, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. They try to pick play out. They tried to go here, but he beats them to the punch and I'm sorry, but I can't believe the call. Me neither. I cannot believe the call. You've got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You've got, a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. What about you? I never knocked it. I, I don't I don't knock the idea of a pass. I, I don't. I don't and like I said, I could I could be corrected. We're gonna we saved it to watch it together. So people watch on YouTube. So I'm I'm here to be open, but in the moment I thought I thought because I think if you go four times in a row and you don't get it, you just run it, run it, run it, run it. I think then the critique would be, you know, you got to mix a pass in there. Like I feel like if he doesn't score know. a touchdown, he's critiqued either way. I don't think people would have said, although they went four times running it and didn't get in. Okay, tell them what is you got to mix a pass in there. Keep the defense off balance. So I feel like. It, 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 you know, and teams do do that. Like we, we, we were out of the era of you're down there. You just hand off four times. Like you, you throw it, you do throw in the red zone. You do throw on the goal line sometimes. Now I think he's about the play action, the RPO. That is where I think what, you know, having right. Russell in shotgun, that I think is maybe the mistake that I look at like, no, but the idea of a pass, I never felt was a bad idea. Malcolm Butler makes a great play. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I we can't take that away from him either. Like, it's a great read on a very tough coverage to do, like on a crossing route like that, that bunched up where you can pick him and still is legal, you know what I mean, within a yard or two. He made an amazing play. You know what I mean? Like, but the whole your whole philosophy of your offense is you run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's what got you to the Super Bowl, plus this great defense, right? And if you are going to pass, you have to give them a run option. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, like you mentioned, like an RPO at that point, throw it away if nobody's open, and then let's just back here and just get hand the ball off. Like, I think you're right. 
if they run the ball four times and don't get in, he's going to get, they're going to he's he's going to talk shit on them again. But I don't think he loses the team like he did. You know what I'm saying? Like if they lose in a way where this is how we're going to lose, like this is our style. If they beat us, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think all these defensive guys do what they do afterwards and and <laughs> and freak out, man. Like you know, and it's just. You don't lose the team if you lose that way. They lost the team and this possible dynasty after that play. I'm going to say something here. May not, and maybe I kind of let it out. I don't know. In the 2013 NFC Championship game that we did in our past episode, but I respect the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom. I respect that they were world champs in 2013. I'll be honest. I can't stand the Legion of Boom. <laughs> and as the years have went on, I really don't like this team. Yeah, it's and to be bad. honest, it's getting bad. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't think Pete Carroll ever. I don't think anything. I don't think, and I'm saying he was so goody goody. Like I think there was blame to go around with a lot of people. I don't think he ever had this team because to me, like, I think four ways they still would have been. I think they were undisciplined. I think they were feeling themselves. Their stuff don't stink. So I think he would have lost them anyway. I think they, they, they there's just a lot Eventually of egos. Eventually is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These guys, were, I, they, they didn't have what it took, takes to be a dynasty as, as far as like, because this team could have gone back the next year. Yes. They could have gone back the next, like, I feel like they, they didn't have it. And that's not taken away because they did win a Super Bowl. So like, you know, we know as just outsiders, as as fans, how hard it is to get there and how hard it is to win. So they get all that credit. But then uh, just how they reacted and self-destructed afterwards and how they're still talking about it almost a decade later, it's just like, mm, I just kind of wonder with a lot of these guys here. Right. And, you know, we were talking about, like, how much blame do they get for this game, right? And I feel like they don't get none at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all on Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. And I don't think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, again, I don't understand the play call for the pass. I don't agree with it. But the thinking of it, like, I totally get. Like, this is the opposite of what they think we're going to do. Like, we're going to try to sneak this, you know, this slant in there. And, and it's it was, the right down to do, there's a down to do it First second down, down oh, second, well, down, second, down, second second down's down. the down to do it yeah i mean and he was open you know what i'm saying like and again i think also like the defensive play was more it was just great it was just a great play um so but even in again talking about this defense like honestly they should have lost that green bay game you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. and and i think it was um uh, Burnett, I can't remember his first name, the safety. He he catches the interception. He intercepts. Wilson had four picks that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, he catches the interception. I think it was like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And he just slides. You know what I mean? Like, and just gives himself up. If he would have kept running, he might have scored there. And if he scores there, that game is over. Like, there is no overtime and none of that shit. Like, so... This team is lucky to even be in the Super Bowl because Green Bay should have beat them in the championship game, you know. But so for them to kind of like flip on the team like that, like that's also to me that's like very immature and 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 just suspect overall. Like so, I agree. I think eventually he does lose his locker room just because these guys 
you know, your leader was just somebody who talked a lot of stuff, like in Richard Sherman. And, you know, we all see what happens with Earl Thomas years later and how him and, and the, it was nuts, that play. And then Cam gets hurt and stuff like that. So, you know, and then it does become Russell Wilson's team. And then he has a great career, you know. Um, I'm a, I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I know in Denver it's kind of ain't working out, but I, I was at this point in time I was a fan of his because he he was he was carrying that offense him and Lynch. But so yeah, I I agree. I think eventually he does lose his team. It does not. It, it was just after this play, it was expedited. You know what I mean? Like by like times ten, and I don't know if they were just waiting on something, but it and, got and, bad quick. And that's why I love doing this show because I think. No one talks about that at all. And to me, it's the, and they're getting away with so much, this defense. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's guys who are going to be in the Hall of Fame on that defense, but they're getting away with so much because they played undisciplined. And people don't, you, you could check the tapes. Bill Belichick says it. If you don't make mistakes, you're going to beat this defense. They're playing undisciplined. They're just doing their own thing. Michael Bennett, and he was playing well, actually. Yeah. But then he started playing undisciplined and playing wild and doing his own thing. I've heard Chris Long talk. Michael Bennett came to Philly, and he's like, Michael Bennett, he's like, I love playing with him, but he just, he, you knew he was he was going to do his own thing out there. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. he wasn't going to play contained. He wasn't going to play in his lane. And that's why I think, boom, that's what Tom Brady and the offense could see, and that's why they picked him apart and got, you know, come back from 10 points in the fourth quarter. So it's like, man, I'm here. You're here. I'm booting the game with Darmian and Jose to be like, uh-uh, sorry, Russell Wilson. Sorry, Pete Carroll. You get some blame, but number one is that defense. Dan yeah. Quinn in the defense. Dan Quinn's still there, I think. Yeah, I don't he's know still there. He's yeah, still there. Dan, Dan, Dan Quinn getting blamed for a lot of stuff over these nine years. A few yep. Super Bowls, a few games in Dallas. Yeah. Dan Quinn. And he might be going back. Apparently, he's up for a head coaching job there. Yeah. This year, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. And this, again, that's why I wanted to do this episode. I was excited, man, because there is a lot to unpack here, man. And, you know, and, and you're right. That's what we do here. We like bringing that stuff out. And, and, and even it may be, you know, not the status quo and not what everybody's talking about or thinking or how viewing it, but we wanted to let y'all know, like, this is where our minds are at in this game. Cause if you're great, if you're a great defense, you have to be a great defense all four quarters. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to step up. You were a great defense in the previous Super Bowl against a great offense. You know what I mean? That was a great defensive game. That was a great defensive performance. I would give them that 100%. But you were 100% right. They were super feeling themselves. And everybody was telling them how great they were, you know. And they swept the 49ers this year. Like, you know, so they that's the team that they always wanted to be. And, you know, coming into these games, like, you know, they beat Cam Newton, okay, but Aaron Rodgers had 330-plus, you know, on them. Jordy Nelson had over 100 yards. Like, you know, it, it was just – and in this game, Tom Brady, at moments, picked them apart, you know, and um, you got to look at that too, you know. So for them to be that upset and Richard Sherman, that famous clip of him, like, after that play was, and he was all in disbelief, which is understandable, but, dude, you got to look at yourself, man, and just, like, man, like, we did not have our best game in the biggest stage. Um, you know, we did a, a YouTube video about Belichick and Saban re- retiring. And, you know, and so Belichick's gone from New England, you know, as a new era there. But I, I look at this play 
And I wanted we I, we talked about it on that video, but I really wanted to ask you, as a head coach, not mentioning his assistant time in the Giants or anything, as a head coach though, do you think this was his his greatest moment? That that last that defense that goal line stance as a head coach was that Bill Belichick's greatest moment in in New England? Mm. No, I I don't I don't think I don't think so. Um to me is always like, and I, I don't want to say it's always because it's the first one, but I, 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 we talked, I talked about it on that episode. I, I think that performance overall performance against the Rams was all time classic. And then he just took that game and beat the Rams and Sean McVay the same exact way. It still worked 12, whatever years later, 14 years later. I think those two performances, because everybody watching that game knew, like, yeah, that's such a great defensive mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially that Rams Super Bowl when they beat Sean McVay and Jared Goff and all them. Like, I was like, just watching this game, I was like, wow, like, he's a defensive genius, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was, it was just, and it was a low scoring game, and that Patriots offense was terrible. They should not <laughs> have been in the Super Bowl, and they just barely got there. And it's just, I was just like, man, this dude's a genius. And I know he's catching a lot of flack now because he's not winning with Tom Brady, and I can sort of understand that. But defensively, I think those two performances for me are his, like, master class. Like, this is a great moment, yes, but I think those two games for me stand out a little more. No, I, I think uh, that's a great point. I can't I, – I think this is his greatest moment, though. Okay. I really do. And I, and I and I think you're right for game plans like both the the St. Louis Rams Super, Super Bowl 36 and then beating the LA Rams those those are Hall of Fame game plans. And I so like there's not like a disagreement. I just think when you see how much that they prepared for that play during the week. Yeah. And that they had it in there and that he didn't call a timeout that they were prepared and that was gambling that do you call a timeout, but they had the jumbo, you know, front end and they had, you know, all right, with, with Browner and Butler knew they practiced that. And you could watch on, it's on YouTube, but like the story of the 2014 Patriot to do your job mm-hmm. and that they were throughout the Super Bowl week. They're practicing that play, watch the pick play, which is what Seattle was trying to pull off the pick play. And they had prepared and that blew me away, Jose. The fact that, like, when that play happened, I didn't know what – I'm not going to say, oh, I knew Bella. Like, yeah. it was just – it was still an amazing moment. But then when I see how that was prepared, because to me, no one does situational football like Belichick. And that right there was like, he really does prepare you for everything. And because, like you said, I don't think Russell, – Russell Wilson didn't make a bad play. No, it was a good pick. Like, he was open. And Malcolm Butler knew to beat him to the spot. Right. I believe against anybody else, that's a touchdown. I honestly yeah. swear I do. That's why I don't knock it because I don't think if Russell threw it like to just right to Butler, yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing, bro? He should have beat him. He was beat. He had him beat. Malcolm Butler just knew what to do. And he also had Brandon Browner, who was a 6'3, 220 yeah. corner, who like held it up. He was strong enough to do that. Anybody else, that play works, though, man. Like, I, I just think that moment, that just for a moment, like the right. game plans, you're right, but that moment, 
I just still get impressed by that. Like, man, like that's just, that's great players and great coaching come together. You get that greatness. Absolutely. And then that's why I get so frustrated when people talk about, you know, Belichick without Brady is, uh, you know, your average coach. And I, I just, it's so frustrating because he's just the total opposite of that. Like they needed each other. And, you know, there were moments where Brady was maybe not at his best and it was some defensive greatness from those Patriot teams and not just this game, but other games that I mentioned. And even like, you know, just, uh, just other games, man, like that got him that Bill Bill Belichick and his greatness put him in position to win the game. You know, it's just, it's frustrating to hear. No, I hear you. My uh, my final question for you is positive or negative. Whose legacy do you think has been most affected by this game? <clears throat> I say anyone, anyone Posi- in, in a positive involved? way or a negative. Who whose legacy is most affected by by this game? I'm going to say positive. I'll give you two. I'll okay. give you from one for each. I say positive. We talked about it earlier. I think Tom Brady, <clears throat> from like the positive side, like where where that put him at, and how we looked at him after. Again, we talked about that ten year gap, and we were like, oh no, like this dude is the best. Like you know, what I'm saying now he's tied and you know Super Bowl wins with Montana things like that. I think positively that bumped him up big time. You know, what I'm saying like. It's because we, again, we, we talked about it, like all this, all the talk that was going before that, if he loses this game, man, it's just, it's just, his career is completely different. You know, even if he wins the cup, next couple, it's just, it's, it's different, you know? Um, so for me, on a positive note, I think Brady, boom, that's, that's for me, that's an easy one on a negative note. I think it's Pete Carroll, you know what I mean? Like in that, in that decision that was made, you know, and right or wrong, you know, you were on one side of the fence. I was on the other side. And I think, you can't argue with both arguments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're two good arguments, but it's ultimately, it was that, it's not like he called the play, I don't think, but, you know, it's, he's the head coach and that play was called. And if they win that game, now he had, that's two Super Bowls for Pete Carroll. You know what I mean? He's beating Belichick in one, you know, so what do we look at? How do we look at Pete Carroll as like, you know, I'm not saying like an all-time great coach, but, you know, two Super Bowl wins, and who knows what happens the next season. We talked about they could possibly get there again. I think negatively, it really impacted Pete Carroll. What about you, Demi? I looked at the negatives, honestly. I looked at – and you brought up Pete Carroll. I was going to go – Pete Carroll's a good – I think there's tied. Um, no, actually, no, I take that back. I, I, I think Pete Carroll's a great answer, but I, I'm going to go – Russell Wilson, because you you brought up what's happening in Denver and it hasn't gone great. And I think if he has back-to-back Super Bowl winner, even what happens in Denver, he's a Hall of Famer. Right, 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 right. I got you. Like he's in there. Even if Denver is what it is, like he it's like he won back-to-back. So he's a Hall. Now it's like he very well could have played himself out of the Hall of Fame with what happened in Denver. So it's up in grabs. But what we something we've been talking just kind of hit me is I'm gonna go with the Legion of Boom defense because if even though we saw how they played in this game, if they win this game in this two year span, that that means that they beat Peyton Manning, Brady, yeah, and Rogers. So honestly, the three best QBs of that generation 
you beat in big moments. And I think that would be something to like really hang your hat on if they would have won this game. Like, like to, to argue for great defenses, not just in re- of all time. All time, yeah. To beat Manning, the way, especially the, the way they beat Manning, yeah. Rodgers the next year, the championship game, and then Brady. Because you can't argue that those are the three best quarterbacks of that Absolutely. era. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like, man, they beat all three of them. That would have been impressive. Yeah, and, and I think to be a great defense, you need, like, you get the Super Bowl, you may need another one. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be, like, an all-time great defense. I know we talk about that 2000 bucks team, and I know they have the one, but we consider that an all-time great defense. I don't, I don't care. But, you know, to be compared to, like, those steel curtains and, you know, all those Dallas doomsday, like, you, right, need, right. you need more than one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That would have put them in that conversation with the Baltimore Ravens. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got a couple, and – you know, that puts that Legion of Boom up there, all-time great, cemented, you know. The loss, that does not happen. You know, they had a good run. They had a great run <laughs> yeah. for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's huge, man. And I, I agree with that. That's a, Those are two good ones for sure. No, so we're going to go hop on over to our YouTube channel, and we're going to rewatch the fourth and kind of give our breakdown there. But this podcast episode, this was a lot of fun, Jose. And, yeah, man. Uh, for those listening, please uh, like, subscribe, comment. You know, follow us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Bigger Game Pod, and also you can follow us on our YouTube channel, Bigger Than the Game with Dermy and Jose. But for my tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jose Ruiz, I'm Dermy Dove. Thank you guys for listening to Bigger Than the Game with Dermy and Jose. Peace. Yeah.